Good evening. I'm Steve. And I'm Wayne. I'm Tony. <laughs> special right. guest on tonight, special guest. Again, our brother from another mother joined us again and uh, looking for a good show tonight. And it's timely that you join this particular show because uh, we recorded this, what, a week, a week ago? ago. We yeah. recorded it a week ago. We had some audio issues. And so we said, come on, don't be, come on, Wayne, be be nice. We didn't have audio issues. The issue was I was hungry and I give props to the blue microphone because it picked up every little crinkle of these little chips that I was eating. It sounded like I was in World War Three when I was trying to edit this thing. And so it just didn't work out. So I apologize for that. It was my bad. But I was so hungry and didn't realize that this microphone was picking up every little thing that was happening. But so that's why we were a week delayed. But we'll get it back and we'll have a positive show and we'll move on. (laughs) I've never let it be said that I threw anyone under the bus. So I I don't want to do that. we'll, We'll talk it up to audio difficulties <laughs> yeah <laughs> stupidity <laughs> live and learn live and learn live and learn yeah so um the subject of our last show uh that we were in the process of doing uh we threw out the idea of uh what would entice us to move back to e-town and if we if if, if on the other hand what would entice us to move back but what does E-Town need that it currently doesn't have to take it to the next level? They're striving to get there. But what are some things that E-Town could do to take it to that next level? And what would entice us to move back if some of those things were in place? So it's good Tony's here with us tonight because he probably has a good vision of what's going on in the city and uh, could probably throw out some things and then, you know, get in on the on the discussion that, that we had during the last broadcast. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. So I, I think I started things off last you time. Did. You did. And, you know, what could E-Town, what could the community do to draw me back to E-Town or draw us back to E-Town and so on? I think – Most of all, I think that there's going to have to be some community development. The east side of town has been lacking in development altogether as far as I see it. You know, your side of the tracks, uh, there's just nothing on the east side of the tracks. There's uh, individuals and there are things that are going on that could bring us back there. But there has to be a few things. Number one, they have to have jobs that are created there. Now, now E-Town itself is kind of a little industrial city. You know, as I, I mentioned before that I didn't grow up on a farm. I went to a farm once in my lifetime and I was traumatized by going to a farm. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just a, a city boy that lives in Kentucky. And a lot of people think that if you live or lived in Kentucky, you know, you must be some farmer, you're some hill jack, you know, you run around with no shoes on, <laughs> you don't have an education, anything like that. But E-Town wasn't that way, you know, when we uh, were growing up there. You know, you had a lot of industries. You had Dow Corning, you had Crucible Steel, 
You had Flint Eek. You had uh, Airbus. You had Fort Knox that was, you know, just right down the uh, road there. So there are plenty of job opportunities. So we didn't really have to do a lot as far as finding jobs and so on. However, you know, it seemed as if there were jobs that were there but wasn't available for our side of the tracks. You understand what I'm saying? I try to get a job at McDonald's. At McDonald's. McDonald's would not hire me. But a friend of mine who was uh, a white, we went in at the same time. I was rejected and he got a job. So that's the type of attitude and things that were going on back in the you know, early 70s and so on. That's just the way it was. And so, you know, we've had lots of friends because they haven't um, been able to find those jobs. So it's human nature. If you can't find a job, you'll do something to feed your family. You'll do something to survive. And just so happened that surviving in E-Town was mean doing for some of our friends to do illegal stuff. And so they ended up in the system. And, uh, you know, that affects everything for the rest of your lives and so on. So, number one, I think they have to do some some type of uh, job creations uh, that will help the community out. That's that's where I was to start off. Yeah. Sounds, you know, you, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. Yeah, that is. And we are uh, one of the things that uh, our newly elected mayor, that's his high priority. We just recently bought property the city has on the east end of town to move our fire station uh, up where, um, going to the Lincoln Parkway up in there, the old park and ride. And so we're kind of hoping that helps. Uh, The IGA, they actually bought property there, uh, but they've just been in a hold pattern for some reason. Um, We're not too sure about what's going on with them. Well, let's 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 prophes- uh, let's let's mention this is that Tony, are you still on the city council? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna you're, we're taking it you're taking it from perspective of being on a, as a city council member at, in Elizabethtown. So that's kind of where you're you're stepping in here. Okay, go yes. ahead. Yes. So we we're looking at it and uh, infrastructure wise, uh, there was a fire a few weeks back that uh, pretty much demolished one of the hotels, which we kind of wanted. It had become kind of an eyesore anyway. But uh, but we found out that our water pressure is not as high as it should be for firefighting. And so some of the things like that is what we're finding out is also a hindrance to the east end of town that we're working on from the city side of things to try to improve that. And, uh, and again, like I said, our new mayor, that's one of his high priorities. Uh, we're thinking about coming up with taxing districts and uh, some of the things that we do on our downtown that we've done for incentives is what we're looking at doing on the East End. So it, it's a process, as uh, old Dave Wilmoth used to would say. But, uh, you know, we're looking at it and we're trying to push that way. So... It's uh, we're hope we got we got a couple of people that's actually buying up property over there uh, as well, too. So hopefully they'll start doing something as well. Cool. Yeah, that's one of the things about the East End um, that, that, you know, 
I was back there in September. I was in E-Town in September, and we drove um, by my wife's old old homestead uh, that uh, she grew up in uh, before you know her mom passed and they sold the house. I didn't recognize Hawkins Drive because it had changed so much. And, and one of the mainstays on Hawkins Drive that had been there for as long as I can remember growing up as a kid was Ray's Supermarket. And Ray's is gone now. It is literally closed. Yeah. And, yeah, he and just it, passed away last uh, two weeks. He passed away. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that we wondered is, like, the people that live on that east end of E-Town, there was, there was never a grocery store out there. You mentioned IGA. I assume IGA is, is still there, the grocery store, right, with the yeah. International yeah. Grocers Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know? Yeah. So if, if they commit, and, and build a, a grocery store in the end of town, that would be huge because there's never been anything out there except for that raised market. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that it's gone, that would be a, a huge uh, mm-hmm. impact to that in the, in the town and for the community, the people that live out there. Yeah, and that's what we're hoping with the new fire station. And it's really a replacement of the old one. Uh, but we're hoping that people will see, well, hey, the city is starting to invest that maybe other people, especially the private developers, will look at divesting in over there too. So we're we're working on it. Cool. Yeah. cool. yeah, that's that should be that should be a priority because you know the interstate's right there. 65 is uh, right near there, and so if you can get something that will allow that east end, uh, that whole area over there, that would help tremendously. Plus the fact. That will allow the you know grocery stores. I think you can put a, a couple more hotels or something over there, and I think it'll help it'll help that end of town. You know, but overall, will that attract me back? It'd be a place that I could go to. It's just that you know there has to be a few other things that that needs to to take place. You know what what do people our age or, or younger, young adults have to do in, in E-Town. You know, is there a place to go where you could go and, you know, maybe dance? Or if there is a club or something like that that uh, people could, could go to on the weekends or something, if, if someone wanted to go and have a drink or have a dinner or something like that. I mean, they've got, you know, small, you know, stores, but there's nothing that I've seen, maybe it's changed, that will attract someone that would keep that would keep me there, you know? Because, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I do like to dance, you know, and a, a, a place like that would be would be great that would, you know, go out and do the wobble or you know, the electro slide or, you know, just dance with some old school stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, as, as 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 we were talking, you know, back back when we were growing up there, we had outlets for things to do. You know, we had we had the roller rink, uh, we had the bowling alley, and we mentioned Mr. B. L. Taylor ran the bowling alley. His son's running now, I think. Uh, we had the Tahoe in Fort Knox. We had the Carnival in Fort Knox. We had the park on Sunday in Fort Knox. Uh, and then, you know, the hilltop, we had parties all the time. But when I go back home now and, and you know, we're chilling, sitting around, it's like, OK, it's Friday night. You know, what do we do? And so for me, if I was to, if I was to come back there, I'd have to have an entertainment outlet. 
you know, as, as Steve said, I would have something would have to not that I like you say, we, we, we don't stay out to three or three, two or three o'clock in the morning like we used to. But you want an option to say, you know what, let's go over here tonight and, and, and hang out, listen to some jazz or is that some old school or something like that. And and we do that maybe once, you know, once a couple of times a week or something like that. That would satisfy me. At least there's an outlet. But I, I don't see that right now in the times I've been back there. If somebody's doing something that's not well known and, um, you know, um, is, is there anything like that that you're aware of going on that someone is planning to put some type of entertainment um, option uh, in the city? Yeah, and that, that is a big thing. It still is. Uh, like I said, it almost seemed like we had more to do back in the day than we do now, especially when we're wet now, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's just kind of strange. Um, we do have a couple. We have a couple of people, and a friend of mine, he opened up uh, the Bourbon Barrel Tavern, and he has uh, his specialty. It was uh, they went in with I think three or four of them went in together to open it, uh, but it's downtown. They have live bands come in uh, during the week and on weekends. Uh, last weekend we had the barbecue blues and bikes, and so uh, we had some eighteen thousand people here, uh, which is kind of crazy, but. Uh, but uh, the thing about that was they sponsored the concert on that Friday night, which was pretty. It was actually better to me than the the blues groups that they had Saturday. But um, they got so we have some places, and actually Carl Swope and Kevin Addington they partnered, and they're they're building some places downtown that are hoping to drive drive. You know, some people in. I hope to to live downtown, and with the apartments upstairs and, and businesses and things down below. But yeah, it's still it's still very limited on uh, things we can do. That, that's one of the big things we have us that we're trying to come up with is a place where people can just go and hang out. You know. Well, that's, you know, because uh, here a, while, a couple of weeks ago, Joey and I were talking about that. And Joey and I, Joey and I said, you know, hey, we ought to explore the possibility of opening up a spot, you know. Um, and, and I think between probably two or three of us, we could probably do that and, and, and have a spot just like we're talking about. Not necessarily that we have to live there, but we own it and you maybe find responsible people to run it. But, uh, you know, the type of spot we're talking about, an adult-type environment that, uh, you know, adults, you know, and we're saying we say adults. We're talking people, what, 35 and up, 35 yeah. and up, you know, a good spot like that where you don't have to worry about people fighting and carrying on like that. Just an, an adult-type environment. And yeah, so I, I, I still talking, always think about about the supper club like it yes, was on uh, yes. Another world or something, right? Right. Supper club, and uh, and and the flip side of that was I and, and I was telling Steve, I, he he remembered this joint. It was over in Ratcliffe, and uh, as you came under the overpass, it's where now 
It was Velvet Darnell's. Right, right. Re- right next to Velvet Darnell Records was the fun machine, <laughs> you know. And uh, game stuff up top, you went downstairs and had a little club down there. So something like that for the young people would be great. And then you have something like a little supper club environment for adults that, you know, people can come and maybe have a glass of wine, dinner, listen to some music. If they want to dance, they can dance. But uh, it, it's it's something else that would draw the community together and, you know, bring people together. And again, you, you're keeping the money in Hardin County versus people driving into Jefferson County or Greene County or wherever, Shepherdsville, whatever. You're, you're, you're generating money right there in Hardin County. So uh, we've talked about it off and on here for the for the last two or three months. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Looking at. You know, why, why don't we try to open up a spot there? Yeah, you know, there needs to be <laughs> something there. And, and I think the other thing is that when we if if and when someone opens up a spot like that, you know, like when we grew up, we knew everybody. We listened to all types of music. So we kind of cater to uh, yep. we would cater to everybody. You know, you mentioned the fact, uh, Tony, that, you know, they had uh, the blues and bikes uh last weekend or a couple weeks ago and so they had concerts well you know have those nights where you may have a blues concert or you may have um someone that comes in and and sings or plays jazz or you may have someone that has you know country or rock so you have different venues and people can gather there and maybe mix it up on one night you'll have a blues set and then you have a rock set or a soft rock set or uh something like that where you've got everybody that will be attracted to it you know there's something that can be done out at freeman lake you know wayne and i talked about maybe an amphitheater out there and people can go out there and and have concerts and so on. There's something that will should be able to attract people to to uh, Freeman Lake and that area out there, and it could be a source of revenue for the city and for the town. We've had concerts out at the lake, and uh, matter of fact, we had uh, Aerosmith was the last one we had, and. Um, it cost us quite a bit of money to get him here. Yeah. Uh, but the only problem is it just poured down rain. <laughs> the, the day well, of, you know, that but, happens. But, but that happens. But, the, uh, yeah. but, so, the, but we are looking at an amphitheater as well. Uh, and so there's some property that we're looking at purchasing if everything works out right uh, this year. And the thought is to put an amphitheater there that would, because the problem with Freeman Lake was we just didn't have enough parking for people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and but, so but this spot, we would have more than enough parking to go back to having some of the outdoor concerts like we did. It's just kind of weird, though. I mean, we tried different things, but for some reason around here, the country stuff is the kicker. I mean, that's what makes the money. You know, and at the State Theater, it's set up for small acts. And, you know, just our people just didn't show up, you know. Well, I mean, just, I mean let's be honest. You know, because it was yeah. like, it was a good setting. It's good. I mean, everything about it is is perfect. But we just, I don't know, they just didn't turn out like we thought. 
are hoped. And so we we tried several concerts or small, you know, just small small groups. Had dude that played with Bootsy, and uh, he came in with Earth. He had two of them, one with Bootsy and one with Earth. And I mean, they was less like sitting there listening to Brian White. It was just like sitting there listening to him. Heck, it was more white people there than it was black. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, once again, that that kind of goes back to, you know, if you do something once and then people don't show up, then they can say they're only doing it for one, one time, you know. Yeah. So I think you have to you have to get something or, or people that will draw in all aspects. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had a had a conversation with a guy that owns Mid America uh, Auto Works in Effingham, Illinois. Now he makes big money. And he goes, Well what can I do to get more people to come to our 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 summer fest, basically. And they have a big Corvette rally out in Effingham, Illinois, and so on. He, myself, and another guy was over at his, over in Effingham getting some stuff done to our cars. And we sat down and we went to lunch with him. Now, this is the owner. This guy is worth multi-millions of dollars. And we told him, we said, Mike, you got to get something that's going to attract everybody. You just can't say that we're going to listen to Aerosmith and 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 foreigner and journey and expect you know black corvette owners to show up you know you're going to have to get a crossover you may have to bring in a chicago and earth wind and fire you may you may have to you may have to bring in journey and cool in the game yeah so that it's attracting all all types of audiences you know you may have to bring in uh rascal flats okay and patty labelle yeah you know so those are the type things that we tend to miss out on because i think in the same way in indianapolis is that people are afraid that you know people are going to get crazy well in indianapolis when you don't have anything hardly ever for that part of the community, the black community, I say, then they got all this stuff pent up. And so you finally do something and people are just going to go out and they're going to, I'm going to say, act the damn fool because they haven't been used to that. Now, if you do it more often, the older crowd will come out and they'll settle down and all these things just won't be like a one-time thing. And so things will get better. And that's kind. Of, it was like at this past weekend. I mean, you know, with with all the bands that they had, and two stages, uh, and all the motorcycles, you know, and everything. Uh, it just. This is the fourth year we've done it, I think. And it just. I mean, it's getting bigger every year. We, you know, only thing is, will we become Sturgis or something? But. Uh, but, right, it's going to be successful if it's the fourth it, year, then more and more people are going yeah, to come to it. And so, you know, it, it's been one of those where nobody gets out of hand. I mean, it's just been pretty, it's been really great. So, so far, we've been pretty good with it. I think they had one little, one little scuffle, uh, but nobody hardly knew about it, you know, other than, you know, our, our police department, of course, but. But it, it was so, you know, it was handled within. 
Yeah. You know, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. So it's, you know, we're we're kind of there on the. It, it's just I think I think what you're saying is, you know, mixing the groups up is a good idea that I'll bring to our events planner. That maybe that's something we could look at is is trying to bring two groups or two genres together instead of just one and saying because we know the country is big here, that's going to make our money, but bringing and mixing it up with another genre might might be something we need to look at. Well, or it could be something, Tony, like with pop country, you know. I mean, yeah. Taylor Swift is country, but she sings pop as well. Yeah, well, that, yeah, we do good with all of them. <laughs> you know, yeah, so good with all of we just, you just got to somehow yeah, get sure. the people in the bottom, the hill, the black community yeah. to get involved somehow. Because usually, I'm just talking, I shouldn't talk in generalities, but usually that group of people is thought of as an afterthought. Yeah. You know, they're not going to make any money for us, so why should we even care? And it has. It's gotten to that point. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we don't want to lose money, so let's just go with what we know makes money and is guaranteed. So we've gotten into that that type of mindset. Yeah, yeah. And, and once again, like Wayne and I are talking about, that's that's a reason why we don't come back as much. You know, you got to do something that's going to attract that's going to attract us back there as well as keep us there. You yeah. know. But but I I think you know just just us collectively talking, just us. And and before I get to that uh, that thought, there's. Once people hear, and it, it's it's pretty much like this everywhere. I'm sure it's like that in Indianapolis. It's it's like that here in Colorado. Once people hear that you're having an act that's R&B flavored or urban, right away people are turned off yep. because they don't understand it. So it takes some education. I remember I did this lady, right? I did a wedding for this lady. And I was sitting talking to her daughter and 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 her, and her mom going over you know, like you know what type of music do you want at the wedding? She's like, well, I, I don't want no rap music. I said, okay. I said, um, she said, but you can play Will Smith. <laughs> I was like, do you realize that Will Smith is a rapper? I mean, he's a rapper. Yeah, yeah, but you know he's not like these other type of people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So once people hear certain buzzwords. They they're turned off. Yeah. So I, I agree that you you need to find some way to draw other groups into this thing. It sounds like a cool weekend, you know. But if if, if you have an act that's con- that's not country, people have to be educated that this is not what you think, you know. And maybe you start off with somebody that's safe that appeals to white people, and that would be somebody like Lionel Richie. Or are like a white people like Will Smith. Um, you know, you got to find acts that appeal to them so they don't feel when all these black people start coming up in there, they don't feel uncomfortable because the act performing is accepted by the majority group. Right. You know, but but as we're talking here collectively, I mean, it, it, I mean, guys, what we're talking about, we could do. We could do. <laughs> We could yeah. do this. We we could have a venue just like we're talking about. And who's to say we couldn't sponsor 
certain, you know, certain events that may be, you know what, the, the, the focus is on these people that may have been forgotten. But you know what? Everybody else is welcome too. everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. But the act is this. The act is uh, Shaka Khan. But you know what? You can come check out Shaka Khan. We don't care who you are. But the act is Shaka Khan, you know. And um, once once you you do that and people see like, you know, what, hey, I can go hang out there. You know, I may not be the majority of the crowd, but I'm in there. I'm having a good time. And it was all good. So it takes some education. But as a collective group between the four of us, people throwing jokes, we could do this ourselves. We could do this ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and that that would pique my interest to say, you know what? Yeah, I, I would consider going back to town. Why? Because there's something that's being invested in. And we can see down the road if it's truly about building community, which which we, we've said in numerous podcasts, E-Town is a great community. You know, we have all done well because of the lessons and the people that invested into our lives as we were growing up there as young boys and young men. People invested in our lives, molded us, gave us ideas, taught us things. And we're successful now because of that. So E-Town is a great proving ground. It's a great baseline. But we need to take it to another level. And I think we can with the ideas that each of us have, put those ideas together and say, boom, this this is what we can propose. And Joey, Joey and I have mentioned it numerous times. Between the four of us, we, we never caused any trouble in E-Town. We don't have a bad name, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's like, you know, we could go propose things to people that are like, yeah, yeah, I, I know you guys, you know, and, and I guarantee you we probably get the green light to do it. I guarantee you. So that that that's for me, it's got to be something of an entertainment venue that would draw me back. Another thing I've always been one of my pet peeves anytime is that we have no radio station. There's no radio station in any town. So if you have these events that are geared to a certain community, how are you promoting those? There's there's no radios. There's no media, you know. And so that's something I'm like, you know what? If I had the money, I would go back to E-Town and I would buy somebody out and start a station there. A nice FM station that catered to the needs of the black community. That's how I feel about it. Doesn't mean anybody else can't listen but that station would cater to the needs of the black community that for as long as I can remember have been sorely unrepresented. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, it could just, it could be a, a station that is a combination. You know what I mean? Cause FN is going to carry further. Oh yeah. And, yeah, it, yeah. and, and you know, it, like we've talked about before, we listen to all types of music. Right. Right. And if we just play what we listen to, We'll we'll connect with everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll connect with everybody. The black community, the white community, the hip hop community. We'll talk to just we'll do with everybody because that's the music that we listen to. You know, so that could be necessarily missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you you're picking up. I mean, they're picking up stations out of Louisville, any town. You know, once once you know, if you're on the right end of you know living where you live in E town, you're going to get the Louisville stations. You know, but again, that that programming, the slant of that broadcast 
is is geared more toward the people that live in Jefferson County, you know, that Shepherdsville or whatever, you know, and then you've got Quixie, you've got, um, I'm not sure who else is, is down in our area anymore, probably, probably Quixie is probably the biggest one. That's that's catering to what's going on in Hardin County, um, you know, Radcliffe, Vinegar, that area, reaching the, those communities. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I hear you. But I, I, I'm like, in this case, I'm like, you know what? There needs to be something that like, you know, it, it, it supports the black community. Because right now there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. There's there's absolutely nothing. You know, I, I remember, you know, you probably remember, too, growing up, my man, uh, Randall was Randall Lacey. Um, yeah. You know, you get the news because he was delivering the Louisville Defender. Every right. So so you were getting well, what's going on in the black community and, you know, around the country. You were getting that information from the Louisville Defender. And so, you know, again, unless you can get that that information from Louisville about what's going on, you know, what's going on. In the black community as a whole. And then, you know, they do the Tom Joiners and the, the Ricky Smiley morning shows or whatnot. But again, depending on where you live, you you might not be able to pick that up. Pick that up, right. You know, be able right. to pick that up. So um, those are the things that would like pique my interest yeah. that would say, it's you know, so the only problem now is with the internet, because I know like with Nalen, you know, he was over today and he's like, Shoot, I can subscribe to Spotify for nine dollars, you know, and I get free Hulu. So, so with all of that now, it kind of changes the dynamic a little bit because we're finding out that really nobody hardly listens to local radio much. Really, yeah, uh, there's some truth to that. You know, yeah, I can see I that. And for office, you know, I mean. I would, I hardly even, but I don't even put nothing in the local paper because it's, it's just become like a newsletter now. But uh, but for radio, you know, other than the older generation, you know, which for me, that's my voting base. Right. Oh, well, that's the only reason I do a few ads on radio. But shoot, I even started doing local, you know, broadcast cable TV because it was just cheaper. And characters will be up at two o'clock in the morning watching it. Yeah, it blows me away. But I was like, man, we just see my ad. Oh man, it was on like two o'clock the other morning. Man, I saw you and Becky, you know, on your commercial. And I'm like, dang, man. <laughs> you know, but uh, but that's yeah, that's that we're that's finding. the other thing. Having a club, <laughs> you know, people are not me, but people are up one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and are 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 doing things, you know. You know, when we were younger, we would do that. Now, if I see two o'clock, it's like I'm waking up to go to the bathroom, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like like we said earlier, like we said earlier, you know, yeah, we we, like you say, you're not out every weekend, one, two o'clock in the morning, but you want the option. Yes, the option. If if I want the option that I want to go, me and my wife want to go over here and, you know, let's go dance in the night, you know? We can yeah, do this that. This little comedy club over in Rap. Yeah, yeah, they got the little comedy joint over in Rap. Was it Jazz and Jokes, I think? Something, yeah. And I've only been over there. We only went over there like two times since it's been open. But like I said, you know, I got to get up early, so I can't go out like yeah. I used to. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, you know, 
it's an option, you know, but yeah. I don't even know if that many people go. They change the way the club is even, you yeah. know. So I think my nephew, CJ, he, he, he does. He's done some comedy over there. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the demographic is for the club. If it's it's it's, it's, a, it's not a, from what, the night we was there. It's pretty good. You know, it's it's because uh, they had like our type of music. The DJ was playing our music about our genre of time. You know, mixed in with with the hip hop stuff, so okay. it was pretty good. You know, but so yeah. it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah, but people had to go to Radcliffe to. You have to, to go do that. You have to go to Radcliffe. <laughs> I mean, granted, Radcliffe is not that far. Uh, you know, it, living in Indianapolis, yeah. going to Radcliffe is just oh, like yeah. going down going downtown Indianapolis from <laughs> where I live. Yeah, you know, but in Hardin County, you know, that's. You know, that's 10, 12 miles away. Yeah. And so, you know, everything seems to be further away. Going from E-Town to Louisville, it's like, man, we got to go to Louisville. Well, to live in Indianapolis, to go from the south side to the north side, is like driving to Louisville. And yeah. we're so used yeah. to it that we don't even think about it. Yeah, you, you know? don't think about it. Yeah. You and know? here and here, I mean, we got to drive to Denver. And I, I'm just I'm not driving to Denver anymore because one the traffic's crazy out there, and uh, here in Colorado Springs there is no outlet for anybody over the age of 40. I mean literally we have nowhere to go. They had this one little club. Uh, it was called the Old School Tavern, and when we first started going, it was cool. It was the only people could get in. You had to be 30. You had to be 30 and. And so we started going for a few times. It was straight old school. I mean, all me straight up old school. And it was nice. And then Cynthia and I went the next time. We noticed that the environment was changing, that more hip hop was being played. There were younger people up in there. And we're like, okay, maybe it's just a fluke. Let's come back next weekend and see. We went back next oh, week. Oh, that, that's how it's going. Yeah. Even at that little yeah. place over there, that's how it's apparently yeah. that's what it's gone to. Yeah, too. it totally changed. And we're like, okay, we, we can't come here anymore. So there there really is no venue here for us as, as black people. If you're over the age of 40, you know, on a Friday night, you're like, where are you going? It's like, you know, it was we were talking last week, like, Mel Waters, man, you know, worked all week. You got your whiskey, you got your ride, you want to have a good time, and you ain't got nowhere to go. To go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ain't got nowhere to go. So if if I had any inkling of coming back detail, I, I'd have to have something to to uh you know, give me an option. Give me an option. And I don't want to drive to Louisville. I don't even want to drive to Ratcliffe. I think what's going on downtown. Is 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 blossoming. There are some great things going on in downtown E-Town. The little coffee shop, the soul food spot there by the by the courthouse. Uh, we've ate there several times. We've been to the coffee shop a few times. Um, there are some things blossoming in the downtown arena there. And I think if you had a couple of venues that you know were that would that were considered safe, you know, people ain't got to worry about anything breaking out or whatnot. But they're adult environments that people can come to. And, you know, there's there's a couple of spots here in Colorado Springs. They're they're multi it's a multi-tiered environment. Right. So you, you go in, 
One spot might be playing country and western. One spot's playing hip hop. The other room is playing classic rock or whatever. But you play one price, you can go from room to room. Something like that would be fantastic, man. Fantastic. Yeah. Some that's what you need. A multi-level type environment that people could come in, you pay one price, you know, you got three or four different rooms, three or four different music. And, and people can come in and do what they want and free to go from room to room if that's what they want to go explore. And now you've opened up that avenue to where if you want to have a concert out of Freeman Lake or whatever, you've got this environment downtown where people can like, you know, hey, it's cool to go hang out over there. I like that. Boom, boom, boom. And people get to know each other. And now the doors are kicked down. And things have a it, things have a have the uh, the opportunity to grow and blossom. Yeah, I mean it's it's also Wayne going to attract people from Radcliffe right, to right, town, right? From Vine Grove, from yep. Larue County, Hodgenville, yep. uh, from Bardstown, yep. you know, from you know from Fort Knox. Yeah, and so that's yep. going to bring in revenue for the E town. Somebody's going to have to put gas in their car before they leave. That's right. You know, someone wants to get something to eat before they go to the concert or they may want to stay there the night of the or after the concert. So, you know, there's an old saying in order to in order to make money, you got to spend money. Yeah. And that's what we thought, you know, state theater, because we did it. Everything was on. The focus was if we get the state theater up and going. But then it was like, okay, but what do you do before the show? What do you do after the show? Yeah. You know, you know, because if you have a play or or a small act, you know, you want to go out to eat before or have some cocktails. Then after the show, you want to do the same thing. Yeah, know, that's, that's the key. Nothing. We didn't have anything. Down. That's the key, Tony. That's the key you know, right there. And uh, that's you're you're building a place like yeah. the state theater theater, and then you have to have something that's going to keep people in town early, you know, for parking or whatever, and yeah. then something to do afterwards. Yeah. You know, so your your merchants, your people that are open those little coffee shops and stuff, down on the uh, square and so on, so that that will attract them. You know, when, when the Indianapolis Colts came to Indianapolis in 1983, we moved to Indianapolis in, in 1984. There was absolutely nothing downtown. We used to call it India No Place. And there was nothing there but holes in the well. It was downtown was horrible. But the Colts came there and then suddenly people started to build businesses there. And then those holes became centers those centers became malls those malls became shops those shops became you know ways of making money now a few years ago probably 97 the coach said hey if you guys don't build us another stadium we're leaving and guess what the city of indianapolis did built them a new stadium because there was a whole lot of money that was going to run away from downtown Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis, my bad. (laughs) So now, I mean, the coats are stuck there. So I think in E-Town, the city council is going to have to look long range or or the the city itself is going to say, okay, we're we're doing these venues, so we've got the downtown that's going. Okay, let's continue that. Let's do some more investing into that. 
Plus, you know, there's no hotels close to downtown, but I mean, you can go out on Marlboro Street and you can, you know, go to the Hampton, go to the Baymont, go to places out there. But that's, you know, three or four miles away from there. It should be fine. Okay. But there's going to have to be something that's going to attract people to keep them there just a little bit. And I think that would help. I think that would help. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at. You know, we're talking about doing TIFFs. Um, I'm not too sure about that yet. There's some there's some good sides to it, bad sides to it. Uh, but then we found out another thing that we could do to try to help uh, with some incentives, uh, and so which is something that probably hasn't done been done in Kentucky much, and uh, but we just found out about it, uh, and so we're probably gonna I'm probably leaning towards that avenue. Uh, to come up with funds to help uh, folks develop. And that's what we're looking for is on the East End. When we do it, it's going to be for the East End. Yeah. uh, And trying to do something. So uh, there's one piece of property, but uh, Mike Jones, the old Herb Jones property, it sits ideal. I mean, it is perfect. Um, Still got some environmental issues to deal with. Uh, with the underground tanks that was there and all that, but uh, it's perfect. Uh, but he's just asking way too much money for it. But how but, much does he want for it? Oh, he threw out eleven million. Eleven million. Well, yeah. For for what Herb Jones is? Well, yep. Really? Yep. That's both sides Hell, of that's, the road. That's a half a block. Yeah, that's <laughs> the road. Yeah, 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 it's still a half a block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's you know, but we're thinking of something that with this, and it really involves life insurance. Uh, one of our council members, she's she was a life insurance agent years ago. She's retired, opened up her own business, and all this. Then sold it and all that. But she's really very sharp. And she she brought this to us, and we was like, can you do that? And she said, yep. She said, I've already researched it. It just hasn't been done much in Kentucky. But uh, the deal is, if we can get him, basically, he buys a policy for X millions of dollars in return, and, uh, and then this actually finances the property so that not only does he be able to leave something for his kids, you know, and his family later on, but it helps develop the property. And so we're, we're, I'm kind of leaning towards that, that angle more than I am the TIF. But, uh, so we're, we're, we're working on that. If we can get that piece of property, then yeah, we could do all kinds of stuff with it. Uh, we thought about doing a, Anything from just a, another adding a parking garage with a hotel with a small conference center, which would then expand on further down to the east end. Uh, but there, you know, just something to bring more downtown. And we're looking at what do we call downtown because you know it, it extends beyond the tracks really. When we got the cemetery sitting there. Uh, that is your downtown when you get that far up to the cemetery. So, you know, we're saying maybe we need to ex- expand our dollars there. 
that's that we can do. So, so yeah, I never thought he, you know, when you said when you went into downtown Eton, when we went across the tracks, you came out of the bottom and went across the tracks. Once you got there by the uh, by the creek, by Valley Creek, you know, then you were in downtown. That's that's what we. Yeah, did. but no, yeah. we we're really yeah. defining what is. We're redefining what do we call downtown? Because huh. the cemetery is the city cemetery. Right. And it's and when you get on top of that hill, that's the prettiest place in town. Huh. You look over that cemetery, you can see all over E Town, and at night, shoot, it's. It's as bad. It's like being in New York or somewhere. Wow. It's the prettiest spot in town. So yeah, we're saying that should be our defining point. Let's go and expend those dollars that we're doing for downtown. Let's make them available even for those businesses or people that wants to start a business right there across the track all the way up through the cemetery. Wow. But ultimately... Ultimately, that's the east side of E-Town. It is the east yeah. side. And so if you go up to the cemetery, I mean, there's stuff that's beyond that, you know, going out Hawkins Drive and so yeah. on. So from, from what's considered the square past the tracks on out to the interstate, there's plenty of area out there, yeah. I think, that yeah. they could yeah. you could expand, yeah. and that's just going to yeah. help. And that's the thing. The guy that... Uh, Bought Big T, it's it's a group of them. It's really three of them. And it's just weird. You know, it's sitting there. They're grading it. They're just basically specking the property. So it's ready, you know. But just who, you know, who's we can get to get out there. And uh, the other part is, even though that's the exit and everything on that end, that seems to be the problem. Uh so what they're wanting to do is do a new entrance off of I-65 and move it back further because the semi-trucks has a hard time negotiating coming off through there. And it's really just, you know, if you think about when you're coming off of 65 from the WK, it all merges all at one time. So you could easily run into somebody out there. So. The thought is to redo that, so we're waiting on the state on that one. But they have the plans in place. It's just once that happens, it'll change that whole area out there. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why we're looking at, okay, let's just start our little bit. If we can just put our fire station out there closer, which would serve more of that area because we have a subdivision out there that's in the city uh, past the jail. And uh, and so we almost have to serve that area or make sure we get our trucks out there. So we're hoping just putting just starting something that way with just a fire station. People will say, okay, we got a fire station out here. I'll build my business out here close to be close to that station, you know. So it's those little things that we're hoping to get get out that way to start that. Uh, uh, we have with our sewer plant, we have a restriction on the grease traps, and a lot of cities does that. Uh, but for us, as an incentive, we'll put in the grease trap, which will save a restaurant. It'll save them almost three to $5,000 right there by the city doing that. 
So we're looking at doing regional grease traps and out that way. Once uh, we start doing the fire station, that's what we'll do with that too. So hopefully that'll get more restaurants because right now all they got is still got Long John Silver's, but they got Subway opened up and uh, they got a new barbecue place that just opened that took over the old Jerry's. And uh, they're doing pretty good. It's uh, But yeah, like I said, if we can just find some place uh, for people to go, if, if it's nothing but just to eat. And we seem like that's all we do here is eat. <laughs> so, well, small towns, that's a norm. Yeah, I know. You know. But yeah, I, I think otherwise, I think, uh, you know, these are things that we have to contemplate. You know, if we want to come back to E-Town, you know, there's there are some things that, you know, we would look for, you know, to attract us back there. I think I do have a cemetery plot out there on 62, so I may be going back to E-Town one way or the other after <laughs> oh, all this. Out there, too. <laughs> we'll be neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. We're kind of getting on the top of the hour here. Uh, Wayne, you got any of the final thoughts, man? No, I, um, I, it sounds like a lot of good things are going on. You know, like I said, man, E-Town has always been a, a great community. It's just taking time. It takes time. You know, it takes time. time from, and you think about where E-Town was when we were there as kids. Yeah. So now, I mean, that that's progress because who, we never thought that the E-Town or Hardin County would go wet. Tony, do you have any other, um, ideas or concerns about, uh, the change that could come to E-Town? No, this was good. These are some things that I'll bring up at, at, our, at our meetings here, you know, and try to get, get with some folks and see what we can do. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I, I feel the same way. I'm in agreement with all, all three of us here. And, uh, you know, E-Town needs to change, and hopefully these changes will uh, take place. And when it takes place, it's going to help both sides of, uh, from the track. Uh, the east side and the west side of the track because, you know, small town America like E-Town is still going through growing pains. So for any of you um, listeners out there, if you have any questions or concerns, you know, contact us. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. We have a website and uh, you can give us some ideas. We'd love to have some of our old classmates on and some of our old friends uh, from growing up in E-Town. So if you have Skype of some sort, that way we can get in contact with you and then we can add to our uh, podcast. I think we're going to continue to move forward. Okay, so that puts an end to this episode of Across the Tracks and we'll catch you on the other side. Uh-huh.